We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and here's my impression of a reality TV star explaining Progressive's discounts. So I was talking to Greg, and he said that Daly knew what Erica said about her when we were all on Marcus's boat. And I was like, you what? Wait for a seer drama because Progressive totes his discounts like Safe Driver, Multi-Policy, and Paid in Full. So it's not like he said, she said, shut up, whatever. So basic, you know? Discounts to help you save more. Now that's Progressive. But then he was all, no way, Jose, because his name's Jose. Legit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Discounts not available in all states or situations. It definitely would work sometimes, and that's kind of why I don't consider the defenders too much. I mean, I don't just don't lose sleep over them.
Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am Andrew Laird, your host, joined by JD Bazo and Skylar Redpath. If you notice that this week's podcast is a little short, it's because we just uh, did one that was an hour and change and lost the file. So we're going to hopefully try to get all the good information and we've, uh, well, not remember the bad stuff. So, guys, let's jump right in. Uh, Friday, 11 o'clock, Sporting KC at RSL. We should give uh, Skyler some credit for his Jao Plata pick uh, over the last few weeks because he now has uh, three assists in his last four games. Finally his, came through. That's right. His salary is up from 5000 to 7200 Skyler, if you're playing the Friday-Saturday slate, do you still play him? Yeah, I think so at 7200 He's uh, obviously with uh, the mix-up now with Saborio going over to D.C., then he's kind of got a little bit more of uh, added influence in the attack, and I think it showed last game he had a golden assist, so I'll consider him. Um, I like uh, Sebastian Jaime. He's back from suspension. I think he's hovering around 5,500 to 6,000, somewhere in there, so he's another guy that's been playing well lately. Um, But, yeah, I like both those guys and still like Javier Morales a whole lot. So, J.D., I'm going to ask you about the sporting side. We saw Dwyer, Nemeth, and Failhaber all get on the score sheet last week. Any reason that you would stay away from them? No, I don't think so. They had a they had a pretty good game last night as well in the U.S. Open Cup, and maybe uh, a little fatigue from that game is why you would want to stay away from them Friday night. But they have five wins in their last six. They've been great lately, probably the MLS's best team. So I don't think there's any reason to, to not look at them. They're going to be hungry for a win because the last time they played RSL a few weeks ago, they lost. No, that's a good point. So uh, we had mentioned previously how this Friday-Saturday slate sometimes is not worth jumping in Friday, but you guys you guys are in on Fridays this week, huh? Yeah, I'm jumping in. I think Javier Morales is still a guy I want to get into a good chunk of my lineups. Yeah, he's still priced. I mean, he's not even – I think he's not even top five highest price midfielder, so he's definitely worth considering. And then I like Atanella. Um, I know J.D. mentioned Sporting KC has been hot lately, so maybe proceed with caution there, but his price tag with Ramondo still gone. He's only 4100 and uh, RSL's pretty stout at home, so he'll be worth a look if you're playing that Friday-Saturday slate. Yeah, we've got, from what we know, there's... DraftKings and Drafter Pass both have uh, Friday, Saturday slates. Mondo Goal announced that they're taking, I think they're off until the 28th. They kind of suspended all their games for either a relaunch or some significant improvements to the site. So that'll be fun to see what happens. But I think July 28th was when they said they were coming back for all of those who uh, play MLS or Brasileiro over there. Uh, so that's the Friday slate. Saturday, 7.30, first one. Um, we talked to well, we talked for quite a bit on the other on our unrecorded podcast that uh, we expect some big goals in this one. You guys both have Javinko as your highest ranked forward this week. He and Kai Kamara are going to go after one another. Uh, are there who are the other plays that you guys like in this game bef- beside those two? I think my favorite play is Ethan Finlay. Um, he's him and Kamara really connected well last week in two games against Chicago. 
And I think Toronto is a similarly set-up team that can be exposed on the wing defensively. That's kind of Finlay's forte to use his kind of speed and craftiness to, to get down there and get into the box, uh, maybe swing some balls into Kamara. So I think Finlay's the play um, maybe in a stack with Kamara, kind of the obvious thing to do, but I like it a lot this week. Yeah, I like Finlay. I like Iguain. Uh Going back to the well on him, he finally broke through with a goal last week, albeit it was on a penalty kick, but that's kind of what you get when you pay up for him is he's taking penalty kicks when Columbus draws one. So um, panned out last week, and I think in a rivalry match with Toronto, it seems like he always comes to play in these games. So hopefully that's the case again this weekend. And I also like Waylon Francis in the back. He's been... Doing well, getting up into the uh, the mix on attack, and if Toronto happens to to nick a lead early, then he could uh, benefit from that. He could be trying to play catch up and sw- whipping balls into to Kamara. So, like that play a little bit. Do you guys have any feeling on Josie Altador? It was announced today that he is going to play. Do you guys consider him this weekend in this matchup? I mean, Columbus hasn't exactly been a a rock solid. A defensive team, and if you don't necessarily want to have Javinko, is Altador worth a try? Uh, I think I'm probably shying towards some of the other attacking options, um, even in that price range. But he's he's not a bad play, just not a guy that I'm really looking towards until I see him have have a above average Josie game. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. note that Michael Bradley's still with the, the U.S. Men's National Team. They we're taping this Wednesday night. They lost tonight to uh, Jamaica in the Gold Cup, but they've got the always popular third-place game that will be against either uh, Panama or Mexico. So um, whether Bradley plays there or not, he's likely not going to be available for Toronto. So, Sorry, Skyler, what, did you have something on Josie? I uh, just agreeing with J.D. that with on that price point, then there's a few other options that I'll probably look to, so... He may be a GPP roll of the dice, but I think we were talking about Plata earlier. He's 7,200. Josie's 7,300. For me, Plata's fantasy upside is is more than Josie's at this point. So I'd probably lean towards a guy like Plata or somebody else in that price range that offers a little bit more statistically. Okay. Uh, Moving on, 8 o'clock Eastern is Seattle at Montreal. Seattle without Clint Dempsey, Obafemi Martins, Brad Evans, possibly Stefan Fry, and Marco Papa. Um, we kind of casually mentioned that maybe Evan Bush is a play. Uh, J.D., do you, f- you actually, I believe, Skyler was the one who thought he might be worth worth going after. Uh, is this just a stay-away game altogether, J.D.? Uh, I think... What I kind of like doing for this game is I probably want to get one value play to make the rest of my lineup work. There's some interesting attacking options, but nothing I love too much. Uh, Piotti's been on a roll, so I I can't fault anybody that goes with him. But I think Seattle's midfield is maybe somewhere to look. Nagel I don't like as a player much, but playing up top for 7,000 is a a solid bargain. And then you have Tomas for, I believe, 39. Um... You have Freiburg, and a guy that returned to Seattle after a couple seasons uh, overseas. He's 35, and Roldan and Pineda are even cheaper. So there's a lot of cheap midfield options that you can 
might be able to pick against Montreal. And Skyler, are you comfortable with any Montreal defenders? I do like a Yango, um, guy that JD's been pretty high on over the past few weeks. Uh, just I'm not really confident in Seattle's attack right now without Dempsey and Martins. I don't know that they're confident in their attack right now either. So, um, yeah, I like Evan Bush and goal. He's been kind of hit or miss as of late, but he's been known to step up with a big game. And at 4,500, he's worth a look. So you pair him with a Yango. Um, and they end up with a decent day, a shutout, or a one-goal game against Seattle, then that could pay its dividends there. Um, I like up top, if you're looking at some of the Montreal attacking options, I do like Oduro. Um, he's 6,400, so he's been... He, I think he only had three points last game, but before that he had a two-goal game, and that's the type of player that he is. He's going to have a quiet game, but then the next game he might just busts out with two goals or two goals or an assist so he's worth a gpp play for sure and agree with jd on on uh tomas especially with papa being absent this game then i think he's going to have even more responsibility in the midfield so at four thousand, he could be that that player that opens up the rest of your salary cap to pay up for the big dogs yeah, I think I mentioned if you use Odoro, I would suggest just rolling and stacking him with Piotti because I think uh, if Odoro has a good game, you're going to get some good points from Piotti as well. So I think that's a stack that could be uh, sneaky this week. Yep. A Montreal stack. Wow. I thought <laughs> I'd ever see it. All right. Uh, 8.30, New England at Chicago. Lee Wynn is going to be in all of JD's lineups, I believe he said. <laughs> JD, can you confirm that for our listeners here? I, I pretty much did say that. I love him against Chicago. Uh, Jeff Lorenowitz was supposed to be perhaps out all season with a herniated disc in his neck or back, and it sounds like he could play this weekend, but Chicago's defense is still pretty bad, pretty weak lately, and they just played tonight. So I, I like New England a lot on the road in Chicago, and Lee Wynn has been one of the better MLS midfielders over the past month or so. So, yeah, I love him for 8400 And another guy, Skyler, that you said would be in almost all of your lineups is on the other side is David Akam, who is very cheap on DraftKings, not, not cheap at all on Drafter Pass. But was it 4900 on DraftKings? 45 My gosh, even cheaper. Yeah, 4500 He had a really good game. Kind of in his, um, he he was finally let loose after playing limited minutes in his first game back from injury. He scored a goal last game against Columbus and looked sharp. He had seven crosses in 71 minutes, racked up 24 points. So yeah, 4,500. Then he's almost a must play for me. And uh, it just we talked about Tomas at 4,000, which I. Th- feel like Tomas could have a good upside of seven to nine points, which I think think is a fair haul for 4,000. But when you're talking about a guy that's had hit uh, 19 or more points in three of his last four outings, and that four that fourth game that he didn't hit was only an 18-minute outing, then that, that for me just screams must play. So I like it a lot. I agree. I, we were noting that. His price went down when he was hurt, and then they just haven't kind of adjusted it on DraftKings to play, or at least the playing time that he gets. So 
Uh, I can't believe in New England at Chicago we have two guys that are must plays, one from each team. But crazier things happen in, in MLS, I guess. <laughs> uh, Nine o'clock, Galaxy at Dynamo, also known as the Keen versus Bruin battle. Um, <laughs> I, brought, <laughs> I brought this up uh, before, and I have to bring it up again that you guys still don't feel that Robbie Keane is a top play this week despite six goals in his last two games. Although, from what I gather, that's more because of Jovinko than a lack of, of Robbie Keane. Although, Skyler, you had Kamara ahead of Keane as well. Um, is there? Why would you think he won't score three this weekend? Uh, I don't not think he'll even <laughs> agree. Um, I just, I guess I feel like, feels like Houston might be at that point where they're like, you know, it gets to a point where they've just been so bad, like they may, may just try to bunker down and try to get a result. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, maybe I feel like Kamara's got a better chance at scoring a goal or two in, a, in that rivalry matchup that I see more goals in. Um, and then Giovinco, I think, has been a little bit more consistent. I mean, Keane has been consistent for sure, but I think Giovinco's worth maybe paying that extra 1000 for just based on what he's able to contribute to Toronto's attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, for me it was, was kind of close. It was Jovinko and then Keane. And despite Keane having six goals in the last two games, Jovinko only has one last DraftKings point in the last two games. So um, I think Jovinko is, is a safer floor. There's not as many mouths to feed as there are in L.A., um, so, you know, if Toronto's going to score, you know it's all going through Jovinko. And then also, Jovinko's still on free kicks, where Robbie Keane has recently lost the free kicks to uh, probably Steven Gerrard. So, I think Jovinko's just a little bit better of a play. Um, Columbus might be a little bit weaker of a defense. So, yeah, I mean, it's a toss-up. I, I couldn't blame anyone for going with either, but if I have to plant my flag, it's Jovinko. And is there any reason why somebody shouldn't have Sebastian Letjet at 6,000 in their lineup? No, probably not. I mean, for me, it's not. he's not a must-play. He, Yeah, he's scored goals in multiple games over the past, what, five or six. But you look at the rest of his stats, and he not, hasn't Not much to a, look at. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't done too much more than, than score goals, which... You know, I think I said in our, our last recording, sometimes that's all you need to have a good day. But at some point, the goals are going to dry up. And I, for me, it's just, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm probably going to, I lately I've been going with a cheap midfielder and then a higher price midfielder. And let Jet, other than that Wednesday, Friday slate, he's, he hasn't been a target of mine. So I don't know. He's on the, on the border for me. I mean, he has a goal in five of his last six games, and he's playing with Keane, Steven Gerrard, uh, soon-to-be Gio Dos Santos. So as long as he's starting, I really don't see a reason not to play him for such a cheap price. Um, but maybe he'll lose playing time. Who knows? He's an interesting guy to watch moving forward. I think he just he has a knack for being in good scoring positions all the time. Um, I'm not really worried too much about his peripheral stats if I'm not paying too much for him right yeah that's a good point okay i like it uh up next nine o'clock portland at dallas we really like fabian castillo (laughs) yes and mauro diaz and 
maybe David Teixeira, or are we going to go with Akindele this week? Well, it depends who starts. Yeah. Um, I, I think Akindele really is a, a better choice than Teixeira for uh, manager Oscar Pereja when they're both available and healthy. But Teixeira's been, been solid lately, so maybe he'll play. Um, I think, in general, Portland has a, a very good central defense. So I'm not sure either are great plays, but I don't think they're bad plays either. And in a tournament, you could do far worse. They might be a nice little uh, differential play from the David Akam, uh 80% ownership we might see. Yeah, that's kind of my mindset there. He's only $1,000 more than Akam. And uh, he's had a goal and an assist in the, the past two games that he started. I think three shots in both of those. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's given another run out just based on his contributions over the past couple of games. Kind of a, you know, you earned your earned your keep. So let's see you do it again and, and keep your spot until you lose it type, type thing. But now uh, let's see. Yeah, let me let me jump in here. Teixeira, goal and assist in his last two. Skyler's all over him, but legit for just five hundred dollars more, uh, he he doesn't like. Even though both are lacking the peripheral stats, I see a Teixeira favorism when I <laughs> when it appears. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't not like uh, legit. I think I was just <laughs> saying I he's not an absolute must play for me. I hear um, you. But, yeah, I mean, they're both solid plays at that price point, and they could be a good flex or just, you know, use that other slot for a, a cheaper play. Yeah, now now speaking of this price point for Portland, they just spent about $5 million on Lucas Milano, who is also 5500 and maybe he gets a surprise start. I think he'll probably get eased in this week and probably thrown into the, the starting lineup very soon. But if he starts, I, I'm intrigued to just kind of throw him in a lineup and see how he does. Yeah, it's an interesting play. Um, I'd be surprised to see if he starts as well because there's not going to be a lot of guys on him. So if he goes or if he starts, um, you know, there's going to be definitely going to be some players thrown to share out there. So Milano would be a good little differential play there and. It's kind of yet to see what he's going to do, but, yeah, he, he could be one of those guys that sets you apart in a GPP if you roll the dice on him. It's funny to be a $5 million purchase and basically go unnoticed in the first week or so. <laughs> yeah, it's like, where's uh, where's Cubo in the last game? I was We talked about that on the other podcast. I was hoping he'd be available. He might have been in play a little bit more than Will Bruin this week, but he's not up for grabs on draft draft kings just yet yeah and we'll have to start uh petitioning them next week to make sure he's available if only we knew somebody there guys <laughs> <laughs> back to the well on that joke uh i don't have as much pull as you guys think <laughs> what do you mean you got the game logs updated and everything or did yep. you go in and do them yourself uh no, I had nothing to do with that actually. And I'm now that, uh, that drafter pass doesn't have uh, Kubo, Kubo Torres either, so maybe it's a Ooh. stat provider thing. That is strange. Skyler did uh, 
put so much pressure on DraftKings that they now have Qatari slave laborers counting their crosses <laughs> for Opta <laughs> or stats. Stats, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish I didn't find that funny. <laughs> All right. Sunday, 2.30, Orlando at New York City FC. Possible uh, debuts of Frank Lampard and Andrea Pirlo. Pirlo flew in from Italy on Tuesday, trained for the first time since, or uh, with the New York City FC on Wednesday. He hasn't played a competitive match since the Champions League final back in June. But yeah, let's uh, throw the 37-year-old out there. Lampard apparently not training, or at least not photographed training, so who knows what his deal is. Um, you both mentioned that you would think about starting either one of them uh, if they started. That was an hour ago. Do you guys feel the same way? Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I think the big takeaway was they, they both could do well, but we're not positive that they're, they're locks to really come in and dominate the way some of the players have. Um, these other guys like Javanko, Gerard seemingly has stepped right in. Uh, I think a healthy Lampard is the guy you really would want to look at, but coming off this injury, this calf injury that seems to be really hampering him, I don't know that I'm ready to buy into either guy right away this Sunday. Yeah, that's the thing for me is that we just we don't know where they're at um, physically. And even with Gerard, I mean, it was a small sample size, but we he played some in that U.S. Open Cup game before his MLS debut. So kind of got to see a little bit of, of him, and he was he looked – he looked a little bit rusty, but he was able to slide right in his first MLS game and do well. So um, as far as Lampard goes, he's just been carrying around this calf injury that that's all we've heard about. So he's not a guy I want to build a lineup around. And then, yeah, like Pirlo's case, he's been just coming off of an off season. So same thing there. Just I don't know how much they'll contribute, how much they'll play. But on a three-game slate, then it's worth at least considering at the, the prices that they're at, 6000 and 6500 Yeah, you have to because there's not like a ton of other great options. So I I have to think about this a little more and think um, maybe what my competition's going to do. Is everybody going to use Lampard? Because if so, I probably don't want to. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I... I wouldn't be the Rotowire expert that I am if I didn't mention that Tommy McNamara is cheaper for only $5,000. Wow, that is pretty cheap. Yeah. It, it seems like those guys aren't going to give you any peripheral stats. Certainly not Pirlo, right? I mean, he's not going to play out on the wing sending crosses in. He doesn't move quickly enough to draw a lot of fouls. So you're kind of depending on these free, basically free kicks, which I think he will end up taking. Um, right, yeah, that's a good point, and... Pirlo might not be the best for a DFS situation. Right. Right. Yeah. Lampard, I think, will get plenty of shots. Yes, so. that I agree with. Yeah, he's probably the guy to look at once he once he gets healthy. If he doesn't go to Man City for the Premier League season coming up. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> uh, can you make your Carlos Rivas case? I'll give this one to Skyler. I've, I've been on him for weeks, but Skyler was uh, his biggest supporter last podcast. Yeah, it's just been eye-opening. He's been somewhat on my radar, but just been one of those guys I usually pass right over, um, go with somebody else at the price that he's he's at. But um, past couple of weeks, I've just I've seen him in a, a few lineups, and he's done really well for himself. 
Of course, Kyle Aaron's been away, or he had that red card last game. He uh, red card was rescinded, so he will be back this game. But I'm not sure how much it'll affect him. It just seems like he's got his confidence now that he's been given a little bit more run. And he's for sure in consideration on this three-game slate for me. Yeah, I was I was actually telling um, Andrew while we were waiting for you to come back for the second podcast, Rivas has 40 shots in about 700 minutes. And the top guys in the shot totals, like a Jovinko and Kamara, are really about at the same pace. I think if Rivas played 1,400 minutes like a lot of people have, it looks like he would be third in shots attempted in the entire league. Yeah. I think they got him this offseason. He's just 21 years old. Uh, he was, I think, injured a little bit earlier in the year. So he's he's really coming into his own, and we, we're not going to consider him a star yet, but he's certainly a promising player to keep an eye on. Yeah, I'd probably consider him over Laren even this week. Um, he's about a thousand dollars cheaper, and Laren's had the better season goal-wise. But just these past few weeks have really been eye-opening for me, seeing what Rivas is able to do, and I think he'll be able to help save you a little bit of bankroll too. Yeah, for for the price, it's about the same. If it was price agnostic, I would probably lean Laren. Just he's he's further up top. He's a better finisher. Rivas missed a penalty uh, two weeks ago when Kaká was out. So yeah, I think both are solid options at New York. What about Kaká? He's in there. I mean, if you don't want to play three expensive forwards, like I kind of talked about doing last podcast with a Spindola, Villa, and then a Rivero or a Sabarillo um, or a Laren, then I, I definitely think you could fit Kaká in. So not yes. a bad, not a bad play, but not a great play either. Yeah, it's tough with the with how high he is on the, you know, his price tag's ten thousand dollars, and then. I think, uh, let's see, well, Pedro Morales is 9000 below him, but I don't think he's even up for playing this week. Yeah. So it just, he's the highest priced midfielder on the board, probably got the highest upside of any midfielder on the board. So if you fade him and he goes off, it could be a disaster. But he just, he hasn't really gone off this I was going to say, we haven't seen a 35-point game from him yet, have we? Yeah, but for some reason this game feels, I mean, we saw that Giovinco, David Villa back and forth. I wonder if we'll see a, a Kaká, David Villa fest. That'd be fun. Are you sure it's not going to be in a Spindola Sapong back and forth? <laughs> Five o'clock Philly at DC? No? I'm pretty sure there's not going to be a Sapong back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> For 40 points or Madonna whatever. Madonna Ristigieta? Well, no? Well, I do love two of those three players. <laughs> but definitely not Sebastian Latou. No. Uh, uh, this so you like a Spindola, interesting. Yeah. I love a Spindola. He's probably the best value play on the entire slate, in my opinion. Um, Sabarillo is probably going to enter the lineup beside him, which is very intriguing. Um, Philly's defense isn't really something that I... I fear at all, but I think I also noted that Philadelphia's defense uh, might be kind of a, a sneaky play on this slate, just because we don't know how DC's attack is going to be with Sabrio. It hasn't been the sharpest lately, 
So I don't think we can assume that they're going to dominate Philadelphia, who's been on a little bit of a, a streak. And you'd think that a lot of people were, would go um, for that Vancouver defense against San Jose, which is the 7 o'clock Eastern game. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want That's a little the... bit of a defensive differential, this is the game to do it in. Or San Jose, but we'll talk about that later. Wow. Yeah. Goodness. Uh, anyone from Philadelphia that, that you guys would play? I guess we talked about Maidana as a decent floor because of his crosses, but neither of you seem particularly excited about Sapong this weekend. No, Sapong's, Sapong was way better when he didn't. I guess he's only 6,500, but he was better when he was cheaper. Um, I, I don't know. Sapong's all right, but he's not a guy I ever go out of my way to grab. He's kind of tailed off that crazy goal streak he was in. Um, yep. And the peripheral stats really aren't there too much. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not on him this week, but maybe he'll get into a lineup or two. Arista Gieta, if he plays, is 4,700, and that would be an amazing value. Oh, wow, I didn't realize he was that cheap. Yeah, that's a really good shout right there. I think he made his, he, he came back in the U.S. Open Cup game midweek. I think he actually bagged the game-winning PK. Um, but I think he was kind of, it was like, He's pretty much forced to play because I don't know if Connor Casey went out injured or if he was red card. I don't watch the game, but I think I read a report saying <laughs> that he basically what? came on by default. So I barely watch Philadelphia's MLS games, let alone <laughs> their U.S. Open Cup games, let alone once Connor Casey gets into the game. So, yeah. I, I picture you guys at home quadruple streaming these U.S. Open Cup <laughs> Well, I'm certainly not quadruple streaming anything to do with Connor Casey. I feel lied to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll watch some here and there, but uh, I missed out on that one. Let's go to uh, the final one. San Jose at Vancouver. San Jose still without Wando. They've been pretty much a mess without him. Um, so we think that Vancouver should probably be the heavy defensive pick for the for the Sunday slate. Yeah, but, deserve it. <laughs> TD, you may feel a little uh, differently. Well, no, I think Vancouver's a, a great well, yes. choice. But you, you may know, not be going that way. I'm I'm always trying to figure out ways to kind of game the system and see what people aren't going to be using to to kind of give me some some good value in in these tournaments. And I think David Bingham is a great option. Uh, he's just thirty five hundred dollars. I know I recommended him last week and he got negative four, but that's against Los Angeles. This is Vancouver. They're probably missing Pedro Morales. They're missing Darren Maddox. They're missing, um, let's see here. They're missing Jordan Harvey, who's a, a good attacking fullback. They're missing Christian Takera. Yeah. So the options for Vancouver really comes down to Kakuta Mane and Octavio Rivero. Um, and if, you, if you're not really thrilled by them having just those two really proven players, then, and you like what San Jose's been doing for the last few months defensively, which you should because they've been one of the better teams, then maybe Bingham's a, a good play. Or, or their fullbacks, Marvell Wynn. Winner. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool with Bingham. He he won me some money last week, so uh, <laughs> I can't I can't go against that pick. Is no, that a minus four that he had? Yeah, he had a minus four, but uh, played him in the Wednesday Friday slate, so he was the cheapest 
goalkeeper, obviously, who is at LA, which um, DraftKings, whoever made makes the prices, pretty much called that spot on. Like that's why he was the cheapest keeper because he was obviously going to get pummeled, let him five <laughs> goals. But uh, thankfully, I had most of the players that scored goals against him. I had Gerard, Letjet, uh, Keane, and then uh, was able to to fit Giovinco in. It was. Uh, yeah, it was nice. So worked out for me. And uh, wait, was that no? That wasn't Giovinco. That was Kamara. I had Kamara in that uh, right. Wednesday Friday slate. So all, all yeah. I can say is uh, last week on the podcast, I told you Bingham would be a GPP <laughs> winning goalie, and he was. And he was. Yeah, it worked out. I, I think I mentioned too. Sometimes you um, make it work if you find a player that's so cheap that you're able to squeeze in some of the really high price guys that you just are super confident and going off, then you roll the dice on it. And sometimes it works out like it did in that instance. Um, sometimes it doesn't pan out, but um, for me, I really felt, felt good about squeezing Kamara and Keane and Gerard and let Jed all in the same lineup. And it, it happened to work out just like I was hoping it would. So, What's funny, is that, what's funny is that you could have gone with Brian Meredith and gotten a better score. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could have. Uh, he's probably like $2,000 more or something. I don't know if I because I think I, I was considering him, but he was like 5600 So it would have been tough to fit all those other guys in. But um, no, back on the. Uh, back to the game, like. I don't know the. I like some of the Vancouver options. Um, I like I do like Rivera. I'm hoping he might have a good bounce back, like we saw him have uh, some good outings at the beginning of the season. I do like Hakuta Mane at seven thousand. He had a good week for me last weekend. Um, my apologies on the Takeda pick. If anybody rolled with him on that uh, that flex pick that I was so high on, he. It's kind of a an eye opener, like a little bit of a reminder. If you are playing, if you're relying on a game that late in the day, that you've got to have an option to pivot off of. For me, I was able to to uh, stick Tom, Tomas in there because they came out right at about the same time the lineups did. So worked out there, but yeah, it was just it wasn't a good feeling because I had him in pretty much all of my lineups. So. Uh, fortunately, Tomas worked out, but again, if you're uh, counting on a guy like that to build your lineups around, you've really got to have a play in mind to pivot off of. So, apologies there if anybody got stung by that pick, but um, he won't be. Fortunately, he won't be <laughs> on my radar this week because he's suspended. So that's right. On that wonderful note, I think that's those are the games of the week. Um, Again, we uh, were a little short this. We're, we might have tightened things up, but please don't expect this every week. It's more just because we've already done this before. <laughs> we had two podcasts, uh, but only one that's going out. So, guys. Yeah, if you guys got any questions, reach out on yep. uh, Twitter. Shoot us a message. Or... Oh, that's uh, glad you brought that up. So, yeah, if anybody has any questions, uh, you can find us on Twitter. You're best off asking these two. You can find JD at DFSMLS. And if you are used to finding Skyler at Fantasy Soccer FC, you will now find him at DraftKicks. That's right. I get that correct, yeah. So, 
hit those guys up if you have any questions that we didn't get to anything. We had a little bit of a Drogba conversation, but that has nothing to do with this weekend. And um, guys, good luck on the weekend. Yeah, good luck, guys. Good luck, everybody. Quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.